for in him we live and move and have our being in the Lord Jesus Christ. How many here live and move and have our being in the Lord? Say yes. <clears throat> we want to reconnect this month. This month of, uh, that's been kind of designated in the secular world as being the, the month of love. The greatest love you and I have experienced through Jesus Christ and he allows us to have love in our life even in our human existence with the family and the unity he's created us into, relationships that we have. But we want to reconnect in February and find your why in your marriage and your family and other relationships through God. We're going to go on through this month with this. And today we want to emphasize the fact of the home team advantage. Home team advantage. And you know that today's Super Bowl, somebody stopped me in the crowd and we started talking a little bit of football. He said, well, the only thing I like about the Super Bowl is the, is the snacks and the commercials. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I can almost hear it. I can almost hear a wife say, honey, the commercial's on. <laughs> yeah. He comes running in, and then the game's playing. And he leaves the room again, which is quite often. And say, honey, the commercial's on. He grows the, uh, grabs the bowl of nachos and sits down and watches the commercial. But it is entertaining. It is enjoyable. It's a good time to be with family and to celebrate. But I want to bring out today, this being Super Bowl Sunday, is that I want to bring out home field advantage. Home field advantage. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl 57 tonight. I'm sure the Kansas, City's, uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback... Patrick Mahomes is grateful that the Super Bowl game is being played at State Farm Stadium in, Glen, in Glendale, Arizona, which is the Cardinals Stadium tonight. You remember a couple years ago when watching the Super Bowl 55 when quarterback Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played against the quarterback Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? The game was played on February 7, 2021 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, the home stadium of the Buccaneers, marking the first time a team had played a Super Bowl in its home stadium. And however, of course, due to COVID-19 that year, protocols that were being instituted, it limited the stadium seating capacity to 25,000 fans. It was the least attended Super Bowl in history. The Buccaneers went on, were the designated officially the home team at their home field advantage, and they played against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs lost 31-9 to last year. Last year's Super Bowl, how many here remember last year's Super Bowl, and Super Bowl 56? Some of you are wearing jerseys about it, and anticipation. Always anticipating, but the NFC champions, the Los Angeles Rams, defeated the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to The game was played on February 13th, 2022 at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, the home stadium of the Rams, making the second consecutive and overall Super Bowl with the team playing and winning in its home stadium. The home field advantage that we talk about and we hear, it refers to the tendency of sports performers to win their game 
often, more often, tendency to win more often when they're competing at their home facility. Studies of professional, collegiate, and high school sports have consistently found that home performers defeat visiting performers in much more than half of total games played. So what sort does the home field advantage matter the most? What sport? NBA basketball teams enjoy more of a home court advantage than any other pro sport. NBA teams win more than 70% of the time at home and 75% of the time at home in the NBA playoffs. In the NFL, home teams win close to 60% of the time and 65% in the playoffs. How do you decide which is the home team in the NFL? The home team is determined, not because of the place, but by the year. It alternates each year between NFC champions and AFC champions. It is an, this year is an odd number, so the Super Bowl, the NFC team is designated, the Eagles are designated to be home team. In the even years, the AFC team champions are decided to be the home team. I want you to know that it's not a matter of alternating years with God and his people. We're always the home team, and we will always have the home team advantage in Jesus Christ. I want us to consider the home field advantage when it comes to our spiritual life and our home life, and both should be synonymous with each other, our spiritual life and home life. It should be synonymous. It should be the same. Did you know that? That our spiritual life and home life should be the same. No difference between the two. In Joshua 24 and 15, the most popular verses of Scripture, I'll probably go a little bit further, but Joshua's speaking to his people. It's at the close. They're about ready to go in the promised land and live there and at the close of his life. And Joshua says it, this to the people. He says, it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. In other words, your past gods and the gods of your environment. Which one are you going to serve? Boy, that's preachable right there. Some of you still holding on to your past gods. The stuff that got you hung up years ago and you suddenly became shipwrecked and you suddenly wiped out and you needed God's mercy and God's mercy was there and you worshiped those gods. But then somehow or another, some of us, we haven't learned to give up those gods. And then the gods of our present environment. Our world is so much against godliness and holiness. The world is so against Jesus Christ. And if you choose him to be the owner of your team and your life, then therefore the world will hate you for his name's sake. But Joshua says you choose whether it be the gods of the present and around us in this environment or the past gods choose you this day. He said, in the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Repeat that after me. As for me... And my house, 
we will serve the Lord. Oh, I love the fact that you know he used in the plural sense. He didn't see, as for my and my house by myself, though he had people in his home, he declared his entire household. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Home field advantage is the advantage a sports team has when it plays on its own turf. I'd like for us to consider about the home field advantage. And things, I'd like to share some thoughts about the home field advantage and apply them in spiritual sense. The home field advantage is the familiar turf, familiar surroundings, and familiar sounds. The home field is where you'll find your family, is at the home field. Seeing the faces and hearing the voices of those that, that want you to win. Because there's not everybody that wants you to win. You know that, don't you? There are some opposing forces that is actually cheering for the opposite team, the, the enemy, to beat you. But then there are those who are, who are cheering you on to win. And they are your family. He, seeing those faces and hearing the voices of those who want you to win. Home field is a place where statistically there are more victories than losses. And where your victory is celebrated. Like I said, not everybody wants you to win and not everybody celebrates when you score. Not everybody celebrates uh, when you get uh, when at the workplace, when you get a promotion. Not everybody's happy about it. Can I get an amen out of that? Yeah. Not every neighbor you have likes it when you drive in the driveway and drive up in the driveway with a brand new vehicle. They don't necessarily like that. Hello? Am I telling the truth there? Not every Christian is really happy the fact of God's blessing you and prospering you. And here they are. They feel like they're being left out. They get a grumpy sense, a bad spirit on them. And next thing you know, they start looking for uh, uh, little things that they can, you know, for pins to puncture your balloon. They're, they don't celebrate it. But there's something about the home field advantage. Dad or mom comes home with a promotion. That means a pay raise then the kids are happy. The kids are excited. No more of the off-brand tennis shoes, but now here we come Nike, you know? Here we come the better stuff, the better opportunity, the better. They celebrate and happy. Why? Because dad's happy. Mom's happy. They celebrate because it's an achievement and something happens great. The Bible tells us to rejoice when one rejoices. To rejoice when they're blessed and rejoice in God and thank God for what God is doing in their life. Not everyone's happy at the workplace when you get a promotion. But when you go home, that's when you're celebrated. Your achievements, your accomplishments, you reaching your goals that you've set. If you were to hear anything I have to say, hear this. Hear this one statement. You don't get your affirmation at work. You get it at home. At work, you get your paycheck and you work your job and do your best as unto the Lord. But your affirmation is not your co-workers. Your affirmation are those that are on the home field who will celebrate your promotions and what happens. 
Too many people get caught up in the workplace thinking co-workers are the ones that are going to build them up and make them feel special and great. Your boss, though he may compliment you, that's a great thing, and thank him for and her for the compliment. But you go home and you get your affirmation at home because that's where the real life is. That's where the victories are won. That's where you get the advantage in the life that you're living because you go home and you find your spouse and you celebrate together and with the family and you give a big cheer and thank God for what God has done in your life. Because there's too much of a mixing up in relationships with workplace and home life. Those who affirm you're at home you work that job because of home. You work that job because you want to bless your home. You work that job because you want to bless your spouse and your children. That's the only reason why you work that job. I know, I know this ain't a shouting experience, but I'm telling you, too many people are looking for affirmation at the workplace. Then they meet other people they shouldn't meet or get too close to people they shouldn't get too close to. But you can go home and celebrate with your spouse, and you can be happy and celebrate with it. And if you're not married, you go home and let mom and dad celebrate with you. You go home and call up sis and let sis brag on you for a while. But you go back to the home field advantage where that you'll get the right kind of cheers and the right kind of affirmation, the real affirmation. Hallelujah. Far more support is at the home field. The advantage of the home field is that the atmosphere is supercharged with people who are behind you, believe in you, and want you to succeed. During the game, if there are any penalties that's called against you, then all of a sudden, in the crowd, they'll yell, those at the home team will yell and say, No, wow, ref, you're wrong, you're blind, what's going on? It will be the referee's fault and not the player's fault. That's the type of support you get. Huh? My, mama, my mama had some times with my brothers and sisters as they became adults and stuff she went on. But one thing about my mama is my mama never said anything bad about her children. Even when they messed up and they blew it, mama still loved and cared for them and believed that there was a superstar rising up in her children. This is the love of God. This is the home field advantage that we have in the Lord. God is for us. He's not against us. He's got a people that are for you and not against you. He's got a family. Isn't it so incredible that he doesn't just call us a group? The church, he doesn't call the church a group. He doesn't call the church a, uh, a company. He calls the church a family. And family comes together and celebrates together. And there you find the home field advantage. So during the game, even when you mess up and make a penalty, somebody's going to blame the ref and not you because of the love and understanding there. Ain't nobody that can cheer better than the family. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. And the home field advantage brings that on. Just ask Joe Burrows last year how loud that stadium got in L.A. And how hard it was to call the plays because of all of the home field advantage of the yelling and the, and the screaming and the interfering. He couldn't call out his plays. He couldn't hear. It was, it was nerve-wracking. 
I wish that God's people would get to the place where we become that the demons of hell say this is nerve-wracking. This fandom is nerve-wracking. This, this cheering is just too much. I can't stand it. I can't stand hearing it. But let the church of Jesus Christ cheer on. Let the church of Jesus Christ celebrate on. Let us know that God's given us the home field advantage as the church. In Hebrews 12 and 1 says... Therefore, we also, since we have, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight of sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run the endurance, the race that is set before us. Surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I've used this so many times to talk about the saints who have passed away and gone on with the Lord. Let me tell you, there's a cloud around here. There's a cloud of witnesses on this earth, on this planet right now that will cheer you on and will celebrate with you. That's the church of Jesus Christ. His church hasn't passed away. His church, as far as I understand in Scripture, keeps on multiplying and multiplying and growing and growing. Praise God. We see these people, their legacy, their testimony that we can win. We see they went on and they've won and we can win also. The home field advantage is the advantage a family has against the devil when they have made their house God's home. See, that's the difference right there. As this is the house, my, my house is God's home. And he's welcome there. He abides there. He sleeps there. It doesn't really sleep, but he can open my refrigerator anytime. Amen. Home field advantage of the grandsons coming over. They know where all the candy is. They know where it, things go in the refrigerator. If something's missing. They'll let Mama know what's not in there. And then and if we, get, we have to fill out the list to make sure because their grandsons are coming because they believe in home field advantage. In my house, I've got recliners on the sofa and recliner in the living room. And they love the recliners going up and down because they got home field advantage, see? Because there's perks, there's, there's blessings, there's power, there's authority at home field advantage. They don't get anywhere else. I don't know, I don't know anywhere. I, I don't know why anybody wouldn't welcome a kid. But some people, some, maybe somebody in this house would be in this church right now. Because, well, I don't want those little kids getting all over. If they went into a stranger's house, then they'd be out of order and mom and dad would have to correct them. But when they go to home field advantage, then they can get whatever they want. And mama and papa will say, you can have it. I'll go get it. Uh, let me leave the house for a moment. Mama will stand here and stay here with you and I'll go get and bring it, bring it to the house. You know what I'm saying? There's a home field advantage in the relationship. That we have with God and with our families a home field advantage. Romans 8, 31 and 35 and 37. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're more than a conqueror. We're going to win, and we're on the winning team. We have the home field advantage. 
And the crowd is cheering us on. We're in good company. We're in a great place here. Home field advantage, more likely, if you have a home field, you're on your home field, you've had practice on it. You've practiced on that field. You're kind of used to that field. You, you've, you've worked out. You've practiced. You've run plays. You've spent time on that field. And so in Deuteronomy 11, 19 through 21 says, You shall teach them to your children. These are the laws of the Lord. Speaking to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children shall be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore by the fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. You sit down. You get on the field, you run the plays, and you're used to running the plays. The quarterback knows the right timing. The running back knows when to get the ball and where to cut to and to run. The wide receiver, if it's a pass, he knows the timing of how far and where to stop and expect the ball without even seeing the ball. And the quarterback throws the ball without even knowing that the receiver hasn't reached the spot yet, but they know the place and where it's going to go. Home field advantage gives us the advantage in the world that we know that we have practiced on this field. We know how to play the game. We know how to do this. We can go anywhere and be victorious because we practice at the home field. And then when we go back to the home field, we practice at home. We have prayed at home. We open our Bibles at home. We give family devotions at home. We teach our children and let them know and bless them every night before they go to sleep. Lay our hands on them and bless them in the name of the Lord. And we pray for them and lay hands on them before they go and go into the schoolhouse. Uh, they have the home field advantage because the best way of exercising your gifts is at home. The best place to learn what God is speaking to you is at home. And to know the plans of the Lord are discovered on the home field. And when you discover them on the home field, you can go to any field and God will give you the victory. Hallelujah. Yeah. We've practiced. We've practiced on the home field. We've practiced showing love to the lovable first, then the unlovable. We practice love at home to our husband, our wives, or our children. You know, the lovable crowd. Have you ever met the, the unlovable crowd? Have you ever met someone that made their mind they absolutely will not like you no matter what? I've run into people like that. So I'll run home and I practice. And it's easier at the very beginning in your Christian walk to love the lovable. God wants it that way at the home field. And you practice, you learn to practice, you love the lovable. Then when you love the lovable, you've exercised enough of your senses to know to go out in the world and begin to love the unlovable. Because you've, you've discovered that at home. How to love people. You've practiced showing love to the lovable first, then the unlovable. It's easier when we practice the word and practice it and rehearse it. And the right words to speak. When does good talk begin? It doesn't begin when you leave the house 
It goes on while you're in the house. That's when you're gracious. You're good. You're long-suffering. You're loving. You speak things seasoned with grace. You practice it at home before you ever go out in the world. I'll tell you, if you don't practice it at home, you'll never do it out on another field. You'll never do it. If you can't talk nice to your wife, you can't talk to nice anybody. If you can't talk nice to your dog, then you won't talk nice to any dog. You don't talk nice to your children and children and love them understanding at home when they mess things up and they clamor a room and they pull things down and a mess everywhere and you lose your cool, you get mad, you got, you're steaming and all this other stuff. You're just doing the same thing on another field. You'll never do anything different unless you do it at home first. When you do it at home first, then you'll practice your practice, then you'll go out. You'll practice it and you'll perform at the other fields because you've learned to do it at home. Amen. Can I get an amen out loud? Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord wants us to exercise the grace that he's given us. So we all the time, we're proclaimers. Grace, grace, grace. We've got it all in a bottle. Grace. We talk about grace, but we never really truly use it the way God wants us to. He wants us to practice it at home. And let grace begin to empower you in, in the outside world. I've seen people act away in church, then they go home and they act another way. You know? Talk to me so sweet and then talk so vicious to their loved one. <laughs> You know, hey, something's wrong here. You know what the first thing you think about when you have an experience with someone out in public? And they carry on, they rant and rave, and they go on and everything, and maybe it's with the kids, or maybe it's with the husband or wife or whatever. The first thing that comes to your mind is, I wonder how they are at home. Because the practicing is the home field advantage. We're at home. And we learn to do that. Hallelujah. Home field is where you and I received our team identity. Is home field. It's, it's interesting that in the NFL leagues, in the 30 teams or 30 stadiums in the NFL, only, only two of them are not given a corporate name. It's all corporations now that taken over the stadiums. You know, what used to be the Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati is now the Paycor Stadium. I could just go through a long list of it, of the sponsorship. Who is sponsoring your stadium? Who is pouring into your stadium and suddenly deciding the home field, they're going to take it over? No, you say there's no other name outside of my name, then that Solomon said, your name is upon this house, O Lord. Let the name of Jesus Christ be over your stadium and your home field, and you'll have home field advantage through Jesus Christ our Lord. Your company you work for doesn't have its name on your home, does it? I mean... Your name is there. 
It's the baker's home. It's the walker's home. It's the potter's home. It's the Swanson's home. It's the Bailey's home. It's the Moffat's home. It's the Bynum's home. Your home doesn't have the power plant name on your house. Your home doesn't have Hoser. Though you see Hoser everywhere. You <laughs> Hoser's not on your house. I can keep going, keep going. South Gallia School is not on your house. You may have a flag because it's sports season, but... Buckeye Hills is not on your house, really what I'm talking about. AEP is not on your house. Your name is on that house. And you and I need to put the name of Jesus Christ above our name. And say, Lord, you be the leader and the founder and the provider of this house, Lord. Because this house can't stand without you, Lord. This house can't exist without you, God. There's no playing going on, Lord, without you. There's no joy without you. There's no love without you, God. There's no peace without you. There's nothing, nothing, Lord, without you, God. It's a home field advantage. Choose you this day whom you will serve, the gods of the Amorites in, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. The Bible says in Luke 10, 17 and 20, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Sometimes I'd like to see the opposing team of the Bengals <laughs> fall like lightning from heaven. But that wouldn't be fair because some of you may be cheering on the other team. But, you know, and I prayed for Kayla and she's all right. <laughs> I prayed, you know, for Kayla, Michigan. God bless Michigan. Keeps OSU humble. Keeps us humble at times when we need to be. But he says, behold, Jesus said, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all power, all, say all, all power, uh, one more time, all, all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless. Don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You're a part of the team. I'm telling you, if you take care of the latter, God will take care of the former. If you make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, the Holy Spirit come and dwell inside of you and all these other things by the authority and power of the name of Jesus Christ will occur in your life. You will be victorious over anything, all power that may come against you. Hey, that's the home team, home field advantage. It's not easy to win when you're fighting on the devil. Fighting the devil on his turf. 
However, you can claim that territory in the name of the Lord. Before ascending into heaven, Jesus told his disciples to go back and linger in the city of Jerusalem until you be clothed with power from on high. So they went back to the home field and did what the master said. Even though around them there was pressure from the enemy, and any moment the soldiers should come in and arrest them like they did Jesus. But Jesus knew that there was a home field advantage. For the 120 who tarried there, they worshiped there, they prayed there, they waited for the promise. They are in a home. Listen, that's what you need to do in your home. You need to pray there, worship there, and wait for the promise. Promise has already come, but wait for the Holy Ghost to move and work inside of you. The Bible says that, and together they all received the power of the Holy Ghost. And on that day of victory, there were 5,000 added to the team. And from there, it continued to grow. Jesus wants us to make our house his home, where he can bless our relationship and our family, making us better parents, better children, better siblings, giving us the home field advantage. He wants to give us that advantage of us coming together. Some of you felt it when you're coming to church today. I pray to God the church services here are never the ordinary. Just here we go. You can just plan it. I'm, I pray to God the services in this church can never be time by clock. And know which quarter is over. And the next quarter. And the next quarter. And the next quarter. You know what I'm saying? Because they, what, what are they in 15 minutes? Intervals? The quarters? But somehow they get stretched by commercials. And timeouts and everything else. But 15-minute in intervals, I pray to God that nobody in this church goes to another place or somewhere and not at church and know exactly each thing that's going on in this church. I pray that God moves in and messes up the schedule. God comes in and messes up everything. I pray that God comes in and messes you up. Because you have formed and arranged and organized everything in a nice, neat little package. But the creator of the universe one day took chaos and he spoke into the chaos and he made it into order. But he's the creator that will mess you up and he'll take your chaos and he'll begin to pull it together. And he'll build you a stadium that you'll have home field advantage and God will build you up spiritually so that you will become more than a conqueror through him that loves you. Lord to God. Why else do you think, I don't know why I'm doing this, the microphone's right here, but why else? Why else do you think he doesn't want you to show up? Because you have home field advantage. He'll get you to want to do everything else except church. Because he don't want you to have home field advantage. Why? Because he kind of took it for granted, that bunch that gathered in that upper room. And thought, well, ain't nothing going to happen there. Who are they? They're nothing. I just crucified their Lord. Well, he rose from the dead, but he, they're too scared to do anything. But you let Christians who are dealing with issues. And this room is filled with issues. I've heard some of them. I'm praying for some of them in your life. This room is filled with issues, but you let us gather in one mind and one accord 
and the presence of God will come and will burst forth and begin to set the captive free, will begin to empower the weak, begin to set and change people's lives that will transform fear into faith and weakness into power because of the presence of the Holy Ghost. Where he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst. Jesus is here. Oh God, move into the stadium. Oh God, move in and move upon the home team crowd that are here to worship you and to glorify your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I really wonder what happened to Peter when he stepped out of the boat. What was said by the team in the boat as he was stepping out Somebody had under the breath, they had to say, man, you're crazy. What are you doing? But then there had to have been some there saying, yeah, Peter, go, man, go, 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 go. Steps out and walks on the water and walks toward the Lord. I want us to be a church that will walk toward the Lord and concentrate on him more than anything. Jesus is going to outlast football. Jesus will outlast the Super Bowl. And to my poor grandson's heart, Jesus will outlast basketball. Unless he has put a goal up there, which he could. (laughs) Where everybody does a slam dunk. If it's football, everybody scores a touchdown. Even the linemen score a touchdown. The Lord is great. He's greatly to be praised. How many here are glad that you're on the home team? Home team. Home team. You know who Jesus is coming back for, don't you? Home team. Home team. He's coming back for the home team. And we can believe him and know that he's able. Would you stand with me? Can you sing that song, the first one that you led, as a kind of like an exit I am a child of love. When I first heard that song on the, on the, I guess on the radio or on a device, I thought, man, that's a great sounding song. I thought, well, why ain't they saying I'm a child of God? Well, the Bible says God is love. Love is not God, but God is love. So therefore he defines it. It's more than our emotions. It's love beyond our description. And he loves your family. He's very much aware of what's going on with your home and your family and with you. And you need this morning just to surrender his love. Surrender to him and say, Lord, I want to serve you and I want to live in your love. I want your love to flow out of me to others. Baptize me, Lord, in love. Let me love like you, Jesus. Let me care like you, Lord. I want to team up with you, Lord. I want to celebrate with you. Before we start singing, I want you to do this with me. Why don't we celebrate his love right now?
And would you just lift your hands toward heaven and begin to love the one who has loved you and love him back. Say, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I thank you for the love you've shown to me. I didn't deserve it, but you gave it anyway. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me be a messenger of your love, Lord.